Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, well, welcome back. The second episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. The first one, very much a success, if I may say so myself. I just enjoyed listening to Matt Bovey and his story about Aaron Rodgers, and we've been talking about that. But Matt Bovey joins me here, Sal Capaccio. Good to see you. Good to talk to you, Matt. Hopefully, if anybody is listening to this, it means that they liked the first episode and they came back for a little bit more, or maybe this is the first time they're checking it out. Either way, we appreciate everybody. And hi, Sal. How are you today? I, I'm doing well. Um, I just got back from Florida. And as you know, I, I, I went there. I played golf over the weekend. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But you went to Bill's OTA, so we're going to talk about what you observed. I was not out there, so I can't speak on it. And we're going to get to all of that. But before we do... We want to kind of reintroduce what we're doing here because this is only the second episode. Maybe somebody is stumbling on it or saw us on Twitter, promote it or whatever. Uh, the first episode, a lot of great feedback. We appreciate it. It's always game day in Buffalo. That's the name of it. And if you'll notice around the country, Odyssey, the company I work for, WGR Sports Radio 550, they're kind of popping up always game day in Cleveland. You're going to see some more markets, always game day. And it's going to be exclusive content devoted towards the NFL team in that market or nearby market. And here it's the Buffalo Bills. So you got Matt over at Channel 7, WKBW in Buffalo. He's the sports director there. You got me, Sal Capaccio, Bills beaten sideline reporter, WGR. And Matt, we're going to be doing this throughout the offseason and then especially cranking it up during the season. Well, the name is perfect because it really does feel like it's always game day in Buffalo. And there's no such right. thing as the offseason. Sometimes we joke that the offseason is even busier than the actual season itself. And this is the most anticipated season that we've had in years and years and years, which is crazy because we said the same thing last year. And then we said the same thing the year before that. But I mean, just look at the betting odds. We're going to talk about that later in the show. The Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. Everybody thinks this team has what it takes to win it all. They were so close last year. So I think fans are just that much more excited and they can't get enough of talking about the team and hearing about the team. And that's why we're here. It's perfect. And we want to tell you how you can listen to this all the time. And of course, you know, these days, I would hope everybody would know how to get a podcast, but if you don't, you can just search for it, obviously. You can go to the Odyssey app. You can go to Apple iTunes Podcasts. We're working on getting it on other platforms. Spotify should hopefully show up soon. Google Podcasts, whatever it is, wherever you pod, it's always game day in Buffalo. Subscribe, or as I learned this week, Matt, maybe you might just click follow instead of subscribe. Okay. I think you have to do it that way. I'm not really sure on some of these places. It's not always subscribing these days, but make sure you do that. And then as soon as we have a new episode, bam, it uploads right into wherever you pod. You can listen. After you're done, you can delete it, do whatever, save it, archive it, throw us a nice review. That would be nice. Be nice to us. <laughs> Say some nice things about us, but make sure you go subscribe or follow this podcast, obviously. Well, it was funny because I did that. So I followed the podcast and on Apple podcast, because that's yes. usually where I listen to. And then I got in my car and I have Apple CarPlay and I'm just driving and basically it just popped up and yeah. it was like, hey, you've got a new episode. And as I was going to practice, I was like, oh, OK, well, I'll listen to it. I'll see how it sounds. And I was like, hey, look at that. It's Sal and I. How funny is that? So, yeah, it seems like it's super easy and hopefully everybody 
it's gone smooth up to this point and it'll be everywhere where you pod sometime in the next little bit here. And we want to thank Odyssey and all the production staff behind the scenes. Jim Stelliano has been really good about helping us get this up and running and, you know, the production he does behind the scenes. So thank you very much to him. We want to thank him. And he's going to be a part of this as we go forward as well. So I was in Florida. Matt, you played competitive golf in high school, I believe, correct? Yeah, but competitive golf in Buffalo is a little bit different than competitive. I played high school golf at Wheatfield for three years, 10th, okay, 11th, and 12th grade. But most people just go out and play. Like you're actually were in matches, you like things that matter. Oh, yeah. It's not just you and your buddies going, let's see who can beat each other for five bucks. I mean, it's competitive golf. And and once a year I get that that chance. I, I didn't play competitive golf growing up, but started playing in my mid-20s. And then for about 20 years now, we've been doing this tournament down in Florida. Uh, 24 guys it's grown into that, that's awesome. You know, a bunch of them live down there. I fly in, a couple others fly in. I don't get to play, I don't get to play all year round like they do. So I go and I work on my game and go to the you know indoor range of the dome or whatever. But for the last few years, I've gotten a lot better. And Matt, I'll just say this, Matt, you'd be too good. You couldn't play for us. Like you couldn't play in our tournament because you'd probably win. You shoot in the 70s sometimes, right? Yeah, but I would say most of the time it's low 80s. I'm okay. like right on that border. I'm like a nine handicap. So sometimes I sneak into the 70s, but I'd say a typical round is like 82, 83. Somewhere okay, I think you'd be too good to play with us. Like the, the best guys in our group are basically mid to high eighties on, on a good day. And that's okay. where I fall. Generally, I try to play bogey golf, but last year I, I actually won the whole thing. I was in the top division. We, we play off Saturday and Sunday. And even if you stink, it's okay because we, you play against other guys who stink and that's, what's the fun of it on, mm -hmm. on Monday. And we all play for the same thing, no matter which division you're in, if you will. Yeah. And I made it to the top and I won it last year. I was the defending champ. So this year, Matt, I'm just going to tell you my golf story. I have to do it because I am still sticking with me. It's in my craw. I was six down. I was in the top division. I was six down with five holes to play. And I shot the most amazing golf of my life over the next five holes. I parred each one of them. Par, 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 par. I shot a 40 on the back nine with a double, by the way, on That's one of amazing. the holes, early yes. holes. That's I unbelievable. Forced, I forced a playoff and I lost. Uh, it's almost like you don't, I don't know. I, I see it both ways. You'd almost rather just not go on that tear and just lose because then you're not so close to victory. Losing right. in a playoff has to sting, but it's also that's really good golf. That's really consistent and golf. under pressure, right? Which is amazing. That was the craziest part. Was I was coming down and I had to hit every shot. I had to hit every putt. I one putted at least three of those holes, including a 12 footer to force the playoff. By the way, when I knew I had to have it, which was incredible, and it was kind of bending and it did it. But then I get to the playoff hole and. I'm still kicking myself for using a sand wedge instead of an A wedge from a, I was a little, maybe about a hundred yards out and there was a little bit of a wind and that's what's sticking with me today. Were you short or long? I was short. I was short. Should have used the A wedge. Okay. See, actually, I think you pro now not knowing your distances, I actually think you probably made the right decision because okay. I feel like in any of those situations where there's something on the line and the juices are flowing, you should always take less club because okay. usually you're going to hit it better than I'm always of the belief that when you take more club and you try and just hit it soft, usually your swing gets funky and you don't okay. follow through the right way. So that's kind of always the way that I've done it. But I mean, either way, that's really good golf. And that's just practice sale for the Bills Media Tournament. Not too yes, yeah. that's so coming just, up on. You're just on, getting reps in. <laughs> on June 8th, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Uh, by the way, I um, the, the guy I lost who he shot really well and he made a really nice shot. Uh, we were both short and he got it a little closer than I did. But that's sticking with me. So I got a year to kind of think about that. Um, you, while I was out in Florida, you were mm -hmm. at Bill's OTAs. You were able to go out there. There's only one media 
available session. So you were able to watch and we have great video from you out there. People can check out your Twitter feed and post in your videos and over at channel seven, of course. Now, Paul Hamilton was covering from us, but I think Paul still uses a flip phone. So I don't <laughs> think he was taking much video, but I kid Paul, obviously. What did you see out there? What were you shooting and what stood out to you? You want to know what Bills fans are going to be super excited about? What? Von Miller still has so much juice and it's, and it's, it's one day of OTAs. So like everybody needs to temper things a bit. And I know that I'm probably adding fuel to the fire, but you can just tell that this guy is built different. Every drill that he does, he comes off the line a little bit different. And the best thing about all of it was he was attached at the hip to Greg Rousseau. And that's the hidden thing that the addition of Von Miller does to this team. And it's not just Greg Rousseau. It's Greg Rousseau. It's Boogie Basham. It's AJ Epinesa. If Von Miller comes into this team and does what Von Miller is capable of doing, the Bills are going to have one of the best defenses in the NFL. If Von Miller comes in, does what he's supposed to do, and Greg Russo, AJ Epinesa, or Boogie Basham take the next step. It doesn't have to be all three. If they hit on one or two of those guys, then we're talking about legitimately maybe the best defense in the NFL. And then you pair that with Josh Allen in the offense. It's a really good looking squad. So that was the biggest thing that stood out to me was that Von Miller still has it and he's a leader. And that's so evident that he's just out there trying to make everybody better. I think from an offensive standpoint, it's a little bit tough to kind of gauge because you know those coaches are telling them, do not get close to them, do not try and hit them. So when they hand it off to James Cook and he's able to run for 10 yards, well, there's really not anybody contesting him for those 10 yards. They're just making sure that their formations are right. So the biggest takeaway for me was Von Miller. Josh Allen still made some ridiculous excuse me, throws. I know the Bills posted the one where he was running up and he threw it up to Dawson Knox, or excuse me, he threw it up to Gabriel Davis. It looks like they're picking up right where they left off. So it's like temper expectations here, but Von Miller seems like he is going to be that guy. The One of the first things I noticed watching your videos and some of our colleagues is, again, the jersey number, number 40, right? Just a weird number to see a guy out there as a defensive end. And this is a Hall of Fame defensive end. He's wearing number 40. When you went out there, you guys were looking for him. You probably found him right away, though, wearing jersey number 40 out there. And it's not just him. So, yeah, you look for number 40 for him. But there's some other weird changes that are going to take time for people to get used to, especially people who don't watch the team every single day, like Boogie Basham. We're in 55. How about that? The Jerry okay. Hughes number for a Ooh, long time. Yeah, that's right. Boogie Basham is in it. So you look and you're like, that's strange. Isaiah McKenzie wearing six. That's really interesting. And then Punt God wearing his old number 19, which was strange. And then the one to me that was maybe stranger than any of them was Taron Johnson because Taron Johnson was working off to the side with the linebackers, which he does all the time because he doesn't really have like a set position. So it was Milano, it was Edmonds, and it was Taron Johnson. And Taron Johnson is wearing number seven now. And Kyir Elam, the Bills' first-round pick, is wearing his old number 24. And Bills fans are going to soon realize Kyir Elam and Taron Johnson have very different body types, look very different on the field. So it was strange seeing like a tall, long corner in number 24 and then seeing Taron Johnson working with the <laughs> linebackers wearing number seven. So these are the things that we're going to get used to. And it's and it's still just so like the McKenzie one is weird. You just think of him as 19 and now he's not. Now that's a punter. So these are the joys of OTAs. It's not just seeing who's out there and who's actually here in Buffalo. It's seeing what numbers these guys are wearing. 
they're going to have a few more weeks of OTAs, then a mandatory mini camp at the middle of June. Then they're going to be off. And then training camp should start right around July 23rd. That's the first eligible date for the Bills. I'm assuming they will start on that date because of the way the CBA is structured and the fact they're playing in that opening game. So you brought a couple of names here and a couple of things. The last time I was out there, we, it was rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. We could not watch Matt Ariza. Yeah. Were you able to see anything from him? Remember in rookie minicamp, he went indoors. So we didn't see anything. What did you see from him at all? So I didn't see anything from him. Now, I will full disclosure, I went back. So the way practice is kind of formatted is we're allowed to shoot about the first 40, 45 minutes of it. Right. I then went back to the media room to get the rest of my equipment so I could get ready for the press conferences after the fact. But I only missed about 15 or 20 minutes. And I, when I was actually out on the field, I didn't see any actual punting from him. My guess is that they still brought them into the field house for all of that work, just because that gives them the whole field. Like it's weird for a punter to just kind of work in his own corner. And for everybody who's listening, whether you know, you're know you at home in the car, or whatever, the Bills practice situation is they have two full outdoor fields. And then they have the field house right to the left of that. So usually we see one set of drills going on on one field, another set of drills going on on the second field. And then sometimes they bring the specialists into the field house. And sometimes they actually even bring them into the stadium because the wind in the stadium is so different and that's the best place for them to practice. So I didn't get to see any punt God punts yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it when I get a chance. Yeah, I think we all are, right? We're all waiting on this. And um, it's going to be a storyline all year. And I'm just here to tell Bills fans right now, you might be mad about me saying this. It is not a slam dunk that Matt Ariza makes this team. I mean, he not only does he have to hold, we've talked about that, he still has to beat out Matt Hawk, who is a professional punter. And I understand. I get it. There's Bills fans screaming at their pod right now or driving in their their car and listening. Matt, and they're going, Sal, you're an idiot. What are you talking about? Matt Hawk was, he stunk last year. Look, I get it. I understand that. But Matt, every time we turn around, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are saying to us, we just think he had a one-off year. We just think he had a one-off year. We still believe in him. They they should restructure his contract. They didn't get rid of him. They brought mm-hmm. him back and they restructured his contract, yes, to make it easier to move on if they have to. But I think by bringing him back and by not simply just moving on from him and saving the money has also kind of shown that they're going to I think he's the guy to beat still, and Ariza has to beat him. He probably does, but he still has to do it. See, I actually think I would say that Ariza is the guy to beat. Okay. This is just my – I very much view this as the Stephen Hauschka-Tyler Bass situation from a couple years ago, and I still think that Hawk has a chance here, but I think if Ariza comes into the offseason, if he comes into camp, and he looks – just pretty good. He doesn't look like a star. He doesn't look like the greatest punter in the world. But as long as he can do the job that he's supposed to do, this is going to be his because you can have him on a cost-controlled contract for the next four years. He can be your guy, and you can kind of build that core with a young kicker and Tyler Bass, a young punter and Ariza, and then Reed Ferguson, who has become basically the leader of the special teams unit. So I think that he is going to win the job, and I think he's probably the favorite to win the job, but it is also not going to be handed to him. It's going to be the same thing we had to see with Bass and Hauschka. It was so close and then they started kicking long kicks and Bass was making them and Hauschka was leaving them short. And then it kind of became apparent like, okay, they're going to go with the young guy. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. You said you saw Von Miller out there. We saw video of Stefan Diggs there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was also here. He was in town for the players when they went to, mem- to the memorial of the tragic shooting yep. here in Buffalo on the East side. The one player we did not see at OTAs and we know he's not there is Jordan Poyer. Now, other players aren't there, but this is notable because we understand also that he has a contract situation. 
that has been brought up, even his own mm-hmm. agent, Drew Rosenhaus, on record talking about that. All right, so Sean McDermott's saying the right things, and hey, you know, we're going to concentrate on the guys here, and business is business right now. We know that. Mm-hmm. By the way, notable Jordan was here for the Micah Hyde charity softball game, not at OTAs. I guess the question I want to bring to you, Matt, is at what point, if at all, should Bills fans really kind of be concerned about this? Well, and it's also that much more interesting because he is in town for the ECMC virtual yes. golf tournament at the Worldly right. Golf Dome, and he was there. And that was the day after we were out at OTA. So he is in town, or at least he was in town for this event, and that was on Wednesday. We watched them on Tuesday. To answer your question, I think it gets to mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's got to be there for mandatory minicamp. And if he's not, this becomes not a sidebar story of, oh, hey, Jordan Poyer isn't there to probably the biggest story because of one, the type of player he is two the leadership qualities that he's brought to the team and three, the expectations for this season. The Bills are a better team when Jordan Poyer is on the field. They want him to be here. The question becomes, do they want to pay him as one of the best safeties in the NFL for a couple years down the road? Jordan Poyer is at the point in his career and is at the age where he needs to cash in. Like he needs to get one more contract that probably puts him and his family in a comfortable spot for the rest of his life. The Bills are looking at it like, hey, we're in the best window we've ever been in. We need all of these guys to buy in, and we just need to figure out what happens down the road. Once we get down the road, they're looking to it. You know, Let's take care of it this year. I think mandatory minicamp, if he's not there for that, it becomes a big story, and that's when you start to wonder what's going to happen. If you go to my Twitter feed at South Sports, you'll notice I always have my pinned tweet as the Bills roster, and I've color-coded the new additions and the UDFAs and things like that. And The one thing that's always notable to me, Matt, is – they did not make one single addition at one, only one position, and that's safety. They didn't bring anybody in. Everybody on their roster at safety right now is exactly who it was at the end of last season. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin, and Josh Thomas from the practice squad. So it's not like they have these guys waiting in the wings that they're, oh, yeah, we can move on from Jordan Poyer. I don't think at all. I, I agree with you. They, they know they want Jordan Poyer here. But I do find it interesting that Brandon Bean acted pretty quickly in the Stefan Diggs situation that has not happened in this situation. And Poyer's a couple years older than Diggs, plays a little more physical position, a lot more, I guess. But I, that's where I get shy of everything's just going to work itself out because, well, why hasn't it yet? I do think it will. I agree with you, mandatory minicamps at the time, but I keep thinking, why hasn't it happened yet? My question becomes, can they put a Band-Aid on it or can they right. figure out some sort of short-term solution that makes him happy. It also helps the bills and then they can put all of this stuff to bed. So one year left on his contract. I really don't think they would want his contract and Micah Hyde's contract to be parallel with each other because that just seems kind of sketchy and like bad business. So my question becomes, and by the way, to not to interrupt you, that's a great point you just made because that's what they've done. They've, they've actually extended each of them over the last few years and they've made sure that neither of them ends at the same time by doing it. So I think Jordan Poyer is probably looking to get, I don't want to say a long-term deal because he's at the point in his career where what is quote long-term, but I would bet he's probably trying to get, you know, three, four, five years and a bunch of money. I bet the bills would like to sign him for two years because then that puts him one year past Micah Hyde. And then it's not super late into his career. That would be his year 33 season, I believe. So 
I don't know what's going to happen, but I do ultimately at the end of the day, him coming to the charity baseball game, him being in town for the ECMC virtual golf tournament, all of these things, like he is very much part of this community and very much loves the organization. And he wants to be part of the team that ultimately gets it done. And they have gotten so close with him on the field that I think the situation is going to work itself out. But I understand at this point, he's got a little bit of leverage, so he's using it. Speaking of guys in contracts, we know that Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. He's under contract for a long time. He's actually still on his rookie deal, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. Some of that, that extension, some of the money kicks in. His new contract, making $40 million a year, kicks in next year. Let's talk about some odds, though, that recently came out with Josh Allen. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.